Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Ah, oh, yes. It's like oh, you go yes. into a trance every time you the hear NFL the NFL music. music. It's so great. Especially the one that sounds like Christmas music, this one. Oh, it's amazing, man. <laughs> I mean, this is and this is the perfect time for it, right? You can't play this too early in the season. It has to be once you get to October, November, mid-season form where you break out this tune. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app where you can watch us now. We are always on the ESPN app by clicking the watch button down to, on the bottom of the screen. Last night... The Rams looked like a team that was nowhere near a championship-level team. And the 49ers, they looked all right. They looked pretty good, and they had Debo Samuel making big plays. That's always going to make you look better, and their defense looked outstanding. But, Chris, this, to me, is a lot more about the Rams right now and the fact that the championship window is closing a lot quicker than we probably had anticipated. I don't... Uh, it's closed. Let's just call it what it you, is. You it's think, it's, you think yeah. it's shut completely? Unless they make a significant – no, let me not say A. Unless they make significant moves at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. this team is done for. So that that entails what? An offensive lineman and they, they, a They need a an offensive lineman, they need a pass rusher, and they need a weapon on the outside on offense. So they could sign Odell Beckham Jr. once he gets healthy, and I think they're anticipating that being around you know Thanksgiving – They could sign him and get ready for the stretch run of the regular season. Hopefully they're not too far out of it in terms of the wild card chase. I don't think this team is capable of winning the division. They're not going to win the NFC West. And you might be thinking it's a little too soon to do that, as Jeff Darlington was earlier today. He was on with us, their ESPN NFL reporter, uh, pushing back on the notion that maybe this window is closed. Stafford, to me, is always kind of a little bit of a wild card. But I think they've got enough time to kind of figure out the identity and and maybe – you know, get themselves on a better path. I, you know, week five, I think it's still plenty early to kind of redefine your season. Here's the problem. Their offensive line's atrocious, and it's exceptionally thin. They've got all kinds of – I mean, their backup center went down last night, yeah. let alone Brian Allen being out. Yeah. And, you know, defensively, they have a couple of great players, but, Chris, they've got major holes too. It's not like they're shutting anybody down anytime soon with that defense. Yes, you have Aaron Donald. Yes, uh, you have Jalen Ramsey, and you have uh, Bobby Wagner. But not that, a whole lot else. No, and there yeah. hasn't been much there to really help those guys. They lo- they launched a couple of things on defense this offseason. Well, they're an average defense, and what has carried the Los Angeles Rams, or at least what carried them last year to a championship, was that high-powered offense. But guess what? They've scored 70 points through the first four weeks of the NFL season, Carlin. That's good for 29th in the National Football League. Your Super Bowl champion Rams. There are 32 teams. That means there's only three teams that are worse at scoring than the L.A. Rams. That's With a quarterback that they just gave a contract extension to, paying him $40 million a year. Carlin, when you have this organizational philosophy of F them picks, it makes it hard to survive some of the losses that we've seen from the Rams. Andrew Whitworth retiring. That was a huge loss in terms of impacting the offensive line. 
Odell Beckham Jr. with the injury. That was a huge loss in terms of being able to have a guy that can dictate front and coverage. Last night, the San Francisco 49ers blitzed Matt Stafford 17 times. Now, for context, the 49ers, their blitz rate is 9%. 9%. They have the 31st-ranked blitz rate in the National Football League. This means only one team blitzes less than the 49ers. They blitzed more last night than they did in combined the first three games of their season. But why did they blitz Matt Stafford? Because the 49ers knew that none of the receivers for the Rams could break the game open. Cooper Cup is a fine receiver. He ain't a game-breaker. He ain't a guy. He's not going to gouge you for 35 yards. No, he's not going to take the top off of the defense. You're not worried about that. So they don't care about matching up with him in one-on-one coverages. They don't have that vertical threat in their passing game, and that's why teams are going to come after Matt Stafford. And what compounds that issue, Carlin, is how shaky that offensive line is. I mean, Matt Stafford's QBR against the Blitz last night was 27. Wow. That, that's awful. It's 27.8 QBR against the Blitz. Wow. That's awful, Carlin. Matt Stafford, for the first time in his career since week 15 and 16 of 2016, Carlin, has gone back-to-back games without throwing a touchdown pass. Well, I guess you have to say he did throw a touchdown pass last night because Ofunga had a pick six. He just threw a touchdown pass to the wrong team. But, I mean, think about that. In today's NFL, a quarterback that's making $40 million a year went back-to-back games without throwing a passing touchdown. And he's got Sean McVay as his play caller. Chris, he is, since he has become a Ram, has five pick sixes. Five. Yep. And it's getting worse by the moment. Here's McVay on... What exactly went wrong last night? Yeah, I'm not going to make any excuses. You know, we've got to play better. The things that we didn't do to execute, you know, you don't take away any credit from the 49ers, Jordan. Um, But a lot of it was just things that guys that we're counting on didn't do what they're supposed to do. Um, And so clearly that makes me think that I've got to do a better job and we got to do a better job as an offensive staff providing clarity to our players for as many MAs as what occurred tonight. Chris, let me say this, Carlin, before Mm. you you touch on what McVay just said. Mm Mm-hmm. We got to do a better job of game planning. I'm sorry, Carlin. It's hard to game plan when your offensive line is as bad as the Rams' offensive line is. Carlin, Stafford was sacked seven times last night, pressured 17 times. How can your offense function when your quarterback is under that kind of duress? It can't. Well, you could also have somebody else actually step up and make a few plays. And when I say somebody else, think about this for a second. Between Cooper Cup... Tyler Higby, and I'll even throw Skaronic in there. Those three guys in four games have 80 catches. 80. Cooper Cup has 42 of them. How many does Allen Robinson have? <laughs> nine. He's got nine catches are you in speaking, four games. Are you speaking German? Does that mean zero? <laughs> nine. <laughs> it only feels like that. Nine. Yeah. I mean, in four games, Allen Robinson, who is supposed to be the big play guy, uh-huh. Who, Chris, they could not have been higher on in the preseason. Oh, I'm telling you, in every analyst, it feels like on our on our network and on other other The networks, Rams felt that way. Everybody felt like Allen Robinson was going to take this offense to another level. Sure doesn't look like it. No. Sure doesn't look like it. It's it a does pro- not. It's, it's a problem. So, I, I don't – they've got to get another weapon, Carlin, for Matt Stafford. They've got to upgrade the offensive line, and they've got to find a pass rusher. Until they do those three things – I'm not buying the Rams as a playoff team, let alone a title contender. So let's talk about this for a second. If you're going to be able to do those things, number one, 
logical move is signing Odell Beckham. Yeah, you, you kept the you kept the light on for him. You kept his locker open. But Chris, do I know that Odell Beckham is going to be as explosive as he was last year prior to the injury? I don't. Yeah, I, you don't know that, but I think you you have no choice. I mean, right. you, you know, I, <laughs> like, no. Here, here's what are your my options? Point. You felt. A, what are your my, options at that point, point in the season to upgrade are, the receiver room? If you are trying to match what you did last year with Beckham and with Von Miller, you are then hoping that Beckham is somewhere near the same level less than a year after the surgery. Yeah. You are then uh, hoping that you can turn a second and maybe a third round pick this year into Robert Quinn, like you did with Von Miller. But then, Which would be huge. But then you have to go find an offensive lineman that you could trade for, like a quality offensive lineman. And that's going to cost you draft picks and cap space. So, yes, blank them picks, that's fine. But that means At some you, point, but the that magic means, runs out. But that means you have no depth, Carlin. When right. you say blank those picks, that means you have no depth. You and they're seeing that right now. You can't get good players on the cheap. That, that's the beauty of having That's draft. what the draft is supposed to exactly. be. Exactly. <laughs> you have the rookie wage scale and all of those things in place to keep costs down, the players' costs down. So it allows you to pay some of those veterans top of the market prices. But when you don't have draft picks, you can't do that, Carlin. So that's where the Rams are at. Now, I will say this. They're expecting to get Van Jefferson back at some point. And he, listen. Wee. He, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good number three receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's a solid number three receiver. He's not going to scare a defense, but he's going to help that receiver room because Allen Robinson sure as hell ain't helped that receiver room. Nope. But the Rams got some problems, man, and I said it before the season. I said this team is going to miss the playoffs. It's happened three other times in the last decade where we've seen a Super Bowl winner not qualify for the postseason the next year. I think the Rams are going to make it four. That's how bad this Rams team is right now, and this is the downside to the blank them picks model. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. So who do you like in the NFC West? But really, the bigger question is, is the Rams' window now closing on them? 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Also, your take on the Cowboys' situation. Should Cooper Rush keep playing when Dak Prescott is ready? Canty and I don't think so. Are we wrong? 888-729-3776. Speaking of Dak Prescott, we go inside the Cowboys next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We are never short on topics about the Dallas Cowboys, that is for sure. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app as well. Right now, we welcome in from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Clarence Hill Jr., who has covered the Cowboys for a very long time, since 1997. Clarence, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty, the former Cowboy, here on ESPN Radio. We appreciate the time. Uh, What is your read here as the situation continues to play out with Cooper Rush and with Dak Prescott and when Dak Prescott could actually play football again. Well, let me, let me just start at the top. Mm. All the peace breakers need to just be quiet, okay? There, there's a lot of peace breakers out there. My grandma used to call them peace breakers. Everything is going good, and they want to create a quarterback controversy. There's no quarterback controversy in Dallas. They should be happy that Cooper Rush has won three games, has them back in the NFC East race has them thick in the thick of everything. When most people thought the season was over, when Dak Prescott got hurt, Dak Prescott is QB one for the Cowboys. Okay, whenever he's healthy, he's going to play. Jerry Jones actually made said that today on his local radio station, and you know he's the one who actually he's trying to put the genie back in the bottle because he actually started this a couple of weeks ago. But Dak Prescott will not play this weekend. Uh, he still does not have enough strength in his hand to grip the ball. Uh, the first return date most likely will be at Philadelphia next week, but that's still aggressive. I mean, this was initially supposed to be a six to eight week injury. If you know anything about fractured bones, it takes four to six weeks to heal. It's been roughly four weeks since he had surgery, you know, and, and so this is the right timeline. You know, there's no reason that the beautiful thing about Cooper Rush is that there's no angst about needing to push him back before he's ready because the Cowboys have won, they have established their season. And that's where I wanted to go, Clarence, because Cooper Rush has bought them a little bit of time, a little bit of cushion in terms of when they bring Dak Prescott back, they can give him more time to get as close to 100% as he possibly can. I'm curious to know from your perspective and what you've heard from the people in and around the Dallas Cowboys, do the results of this weekend's game against the L.A. Rams matter in terms of impacting the potential timeline, or is it strictly about Dak Prescott's health? No, it's strictly about Dak Prescott's house. And that's what it's been about. You know, and, and if you look at, you know, how they handled Michael Gallup, you know, he could have come back against the Giants, but he didn't feel right. And they did the best thing for the player and for the team. They're going to do the best thing for the player and for the team. And if you know, you know, Britt Brown and those guys over there, yep. they're not going to just push him out there. You know, those doctors. And, and, and you know, this, this is not the Miami Dolphins, okay? <laughs> not, you know, <laughs> This is not the Miami Dolphins medical staff. They they generally have done a good job of doing right by the player. And, um, you know, uh, if there's any pressure, it might be in, in the fans' minds and Dak's mind or whatever else, but as far as the team is concerned, they're not going to push him out there before he's ready to win or lose. I mean, the, again, Cooper Rush has already done enough to keep the Cowboys in the race, so there's no angst that he needs to be back, win or lose against uh, the uh, Rams because there's so much season ahead of them. It's all about the long haul. And there's so much time uh, to make it up. So, you know, if Dak is ready to go, uh, Mike McCarthy said he wants a full week of practice, you know, for Dak Prescott before uh, he allows him to play. Uh, that won't happen until next week, and or potentially happen until next week. He still is not throwing the ball with any velocity. Uh, he's not gripping the ball like they want at this point. 
but that could happen in the next couple of days. I mean, he's ahead of schedule, no matter what Jerry Jones has said in the past. I mean, there was a time when Jerry Jones talked about him being ready for the Washington game, you know, but that's how Jerry sells it because he doesn't want fans to give up. He was selling it, you know, that, that he could be back. For, we're not going to rule him out for the Washington game. We're not going to rule him out for the Rams game. Those times have passed. It was never He was never going to come back before the Eagles game. And now uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how he's healthy. We'll see how that bone continues to heal. But the good news is the Cowboys are happy that Cooper Rush has done better than anyone expected. Anyone imagined. No one thought they would win one game, let alone three games, with Cooper Rush at quarterback. And they've done that. And so that right still in the thick of everything. Clarence Hill Jr. covers the Cowboys for the Dallas uh, for the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Excuse me, uh, on with us, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Clarence, Chris, and I have talked about this a lot. That when Dak actually comes back, it's important for the Cowboys to maybe continue to play the way they have with Cooper Rush because it has been a successful or uh, successful formula. What's your take on that? You know, and, and the dirty little secret is. That's how the Cowboys always wanted to play. You know, if you go into the offseason, I've been with the Cowboys. I've been embedded with the Cowboys since 1997, but I was certainly there in training camp, and that's what they talked about. They wanted to run the ball because of the offensive line, the young offensive line, because of the inexperience of receivers. You know, they didn't really get a chance to do that, even though that was their initial plan in the, in the Tampa Bay game because they got behind, because whatever. But that was the initial plan. You know, and so they were able to get back into that mode, that run game mode, set up the pass, lean on the run game because it's better for those young offensive linemen. They've done that with Cooper Rush, and yes, they, that's what they plan to stick to when Dak comes back. The difference is that Dak allows them to run the offense with optimal efficiency. You know, there's still points left on the field. Cooper Rush has done a great job. There still are garbage in third down conversion. They still only scored like four or five touchdowns, you know, in the, in the past three games with them. There's still another level for this offense to go. They can get there with Dak Prescott at quarterback. But, yeah, they're going to, you know, continue to lean on the running game with Zeke and Tony Pollard. If you look at that game against Washington, you know, people don't understand. They didn't run the ball well. It looked like they were running the brick walls. But the running game helped set up those deep shots. It helped set up, you know, those passing and finish penalties they got downfield because of the play-action pass. So that's how they want to play, and that's how they will continue to play even when Dak Prescott comes back. See Hill, one last question for us. I, I look at Micah Parsons through the first two games. He had seven quarterback hits and four quarterback sacks. Last two games, he's been relatively quiet. Two quarterback hits and no sacks. Do we have an explanation with the downturn in production for Micah Parsons, who I thought coming into this year was the best players on the Dallas Cowboys team? Oh, there's no question about that. He's the best player on the Cowboys team. The explanation is getting the most attention. He's mm. getting the most attention, and, and, and you know. And, you know, you play with some great pass rushers. But, mm-hmm. you know, since I've been here, no defender on the Cowboys has given defenses more to think about and more to game plan for, you know, than Michael Parsons. Wow. You know, that's, a that, that's, no that's, that's a big statement. I play with DeMarcus Ware. That's a big statement. There's no disrespect to DeMarcus Ware because of how the Cowboys use him, because they use him on both sides, because they use him as a linebacker. It's like Wells Waldo. And, yeah, he has not gotten a sack the past couple of weeks. But look at the pressures. You know, look at what he does. Look at what he's created for others. And that pass rush with all those guys coming at him, I mean, that's that's a ferocious front, you know, and then the youth. So teams are scheming Michael Parsons, which is open things up for DeMarcus Lawrence. It opens things up for other guys to get to the quarterback. And so, you know, don't don't worry about Parsons. He's going to get there. He's still a big part of what the Cowboys do. 
but it's, it's more than just him right now, and that's the beautiful thing. They have the best pass rush in football right now. Clarence Hill, awesome stuff. We appreciate the time, Clarence. Thank you. No problem, guys. Thank you. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. So should the Cowboys continue to ride Cooper Rush or when Dak is ready, is he the guy? 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776. Lines are open. Your calls are on the way next. Plus, one of our colleagues said something about the Cowboys today that is an awfully tough premise to consider. We will tell you what we're talking about right after this from our friends at Bosley Hair. And guys, if you're suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, listen, I get it. you got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. The sooner you take action, the more options you're going to have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you've got and Grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it most. Right now, Bosley is giving a free information kit and $250 gift card toward a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203-203. That's CARLIN to 203-203. You don't want to wait when it comes to your hair loss. Just get the information. Learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley They're truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley info kit and a $250 off gift card when you text Carlin, C-A-R-L-I-N, to 203-203. Again, that's Carlin to 203-203. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Be humble. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, or the ESPN app. Stop, man. Again, you keep doing it. I I had it rolling for a few hours. You stop. Be a professional. (laughs) Be a professional. Yeah, you signed up with the wrong guy. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get to uh, your calls in a moment. Michael, James, Xander, all want to check in on the Cowboys. First up, though, something was said this morning on Get Up, and that was alarming. So 
It's time for a little get up. It's get up in the morning. Good morning. It is time to get up. But in the afternoon, we get down. Get down on it. It's time for get up, get down. Get down on it. Greeny, I, I was borderline speechless when I heard this this morning. Yeah, I mean, Greeny was fanning the flames almost as much as Jerry Jones has been fanning the flames when it comes to this quarterback controversy. You, you know what I'm learning about Greeny? What's that? He's a little more reactionary than maybe we give him credit for because mm. he's so polished as a broadcaster. Yes. You look at him, and there is nothing about him that you think fanatic or you know that he could have a nutty take. But, like, when it comes to the Jets, we know that's possible. Yeah. But apparently that's possible when it comes to the Cowboys, too. Mm. Let's hear from Greeny. Let's hear from Greeny. Sat here and I... But yesterday I sat here and I listened to how Dan Quinn is responsible for all Absolutely. the success. Absolutely. And now I'm listening to how Kellen Moore and Stephen Jones are responsible for all the success of the Cowboys. And if they were 0-4 right now, we'd be firing Mike McCarthy. Why does Mike McCarthy get no credit when they win and we'd be firing him if they lost? I'm going to say this right now. They've won three straight games with a backup quarterback. Mike McCarthy is the coach of the year right oh. this minute. Right this minute Uh-oh. in the NFL. You show me a key. I mean, yeah. what? Green I was you. I was with you. Greeny. Greeny. went too far. You were like, we were going great. Then you jumped off the cliff. Your boy Greeny's high. <laughs> I'm with you. Mike McCarthy deserves some credit. The tough part about giving him credit is some people go too far as they coach of the year. That was Jeff Saturday. Wow, Jeff Saturday with his best Stephen A. Smith impersonation. Greeny is high. <laughs> That's a hell of a take by Mike Greenberg. Look, I get it. They're three and one. They have adjusted the way they play so mm-hmm. that they can play with Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. But let's not turn this into splitting the atom from Mike McCarthy all of a sudden. Okay. This is a pretty good defensive team, as we have talked about. And Cooper Rush has done a very nice job in keeping the Cowboys in it and keeping their season alive. Through four weeks, am I naming Mike McCarthy the coach of the year? I am not. I mean, give give the Dallas Cowboys some credit. Give the head coach some credit. I mean, he's kept it together when Jerry Jones is trying to create a quarterback controversy. His starter goes down in week one. The offense looks a mess against the Bucs, and, and yet somehow they've been able to win every Cooper Cup start this year, and now you're talking about this team being 3-1 and one, going into a game where the Los Angeles Rams are limping in and it's potentially winnable, whereas three weeks ago we didn't feel that way. And then after that you have the potential to get Dak Prescott back ahead of a division rival against the Philadelphia Eagles on the road at the link. It seems like it's setting up to go the Cowboys' way in terms of them still being viable as a playoff contender. You got to give the head coach some credit for being able to navigate these waters, man. We do. Now, here's the problem that Mike McCarthy is up against. Everybody wants to give Kellen Moore credit for the offense. Everybody gives Dan Quinn credit for the defense. Mm-hmm. People wonder, what the hell is Mike McCarthy doing? He's been poor when it comes to game management, although it seems like that's gotten cleaned up. Last year, they were the most penalized team in all of football. Seems like that's gotten cleaned up, Carlin. So, in looking at it, yeah, maybe this team under Mike McCarthy is turning a corner, and if that's the case, we're going to have to give the head coach some credit. It can't be about everybody else getting credit without the head coach being acknowledged no, as, 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 as as steering the ship. I have no problem giving him credit. He's not the coach of the year. The Giants are 3-1. and one. 
If we're going by 25% of the season, Brian Dable's the coach of the year ahead of Mike McCarthy. Nick Sirianni is the coach of the year uh, ahead of Mike McCarthy. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is the coach of the year (laughs) ahead of Mike McCarthy. I mean, I could probably pick six or seven guys in front of him. And it's not a – listen, you're right. Mike McCarthy almost can't win. Yeah. Because he has positioned himself here as the next Jason Garrett. He has let the owner do whatever he wanted to do. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive. He's the owner. He can do whatever he wants. But there is a way to not let that be the case and not let everybody believe that you are just a puppet for whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Mike deserves credit with helping keeping uh, a potential disaster from happening. And I think offensively, he does deserve credit with Kellen Moore because yep. it, this is where Mike's history is. He was a good offensive coach. He didn't forget how to do that all of a sudden. So, yes, I give him credit, but let's not go too crazy here. Let's hit James up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, James, how you doing, bud? James, how you doing, bud? Good, great, guys. How you doing? I love your show. Appreciate Thanks it. taking my call. Yes, sir. So, uh the big point I want to make, and actually, Carlin, you said this uh, maybe about three weeks ago. You made a point about Dak Prescott being a quarterback who's done the least with the most. So mm-hmm. I've been a Cowboys fan for <laughs> probably as, since I was old enough to hold a football. And I have watched over the last few years, the guy cannot throw people open. Like, I don't know, this Tunga Vailoa uh, stat about receivers having uh, space. I'd like to actually see the stat on Dak Prescott on how many times he's thrown a receiver actually open. Now, listen, I get what you're saying, but we can't, as much as I think that's accurate, it's overall wins and losses what he's done with the most talent. He's That doesn't mean he's still not the quarterback when he comes back. He is absolutely the quarterback when he comes back. No doubt about it. There's no question in my mind. There is no quarterback controversy in Dallas. Dak Prescott is a better football player than Cooper Rush, point blank period. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So, Grainy thinks Mike McCarthy is, you know, the coach of the year. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Hmm. We'll tell you next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. You can't miss Canty and Carlin, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. Xander in Houston is up next on ESPN radio with Canty and Carlin. Xander, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How's everybody else? Oh, we're good. What's up? I think that what the Cowboys need to do is keep that same simple play calling that they're doing with Rush. Keep that with Dak. All and right. Then, good talk. Thanks. We'll see you out there. <laughs> I mean, that's what we've been saying the entire time, hasn't it? I mean, simply, when Cooper Rush took uh, over, the game plan was simplified for Kellen Moore. They started operating with more two tight end sets, and they changed their philosophy. It wasn't about spreading out the formation. It was about leading with the run game and allowing that to set up opportunities with play action passing. Forget about the, the metrics with the run game. Forget about the yards per attempt and, and the actual yardage that they're getting the, the productivity. 
It's about the volume. It's about the threat of being able to run the football. And they showed that on Monday Night Football against the New York Giants when they ran it 30 times for 176 yards. But just having that kind of balance takes the pressure off the quarterback, Carlin, and that's what we've been screaming that they need to do for Dak Prescott. Just because he's a $40 million a year quarterback doesn't mean you have to heap all of this responsibility on him and ask him by himself to overcome the deficiencies that you have on offense, the deficiencies with your weaponry, the deficiencies up front. Let's do some things by formation and scheme to help the quarterback and thereby complement what the strength of the team is, which is the actual defense. What what I keep hearkening back to with this oh, is— Oh, good word usage, hearkening. Thank you. Outstanding. Uh, look, when I think back to last year, I think about the Philadelphia Eagles hmm. and how they completely changed their mentality when Nick Sirianni gave up calling the plays. And they shifted— back to being a running team. And they only went on to be the number one running team in the league and also made the playoffs. Yep. This is not that difficult. And yet, why am I still skeptical that the Cowboys are going to do it? To to stay with the way things are going right now. Why am I not believing that the Cowboys are going to be smart enough to do that right now? History? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a part of it. There, there Am is, I not being fair? Well, I, I think here, here's the thing. I'm not going to say you're or not being fair. Is it just fair. one of those things I need I'm not, to see? I'm it. not going to say you're not being fair because yeah. it's hard to give Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore the benefit of the doubt when we've seen it so many times with all of this talent coming up short. They had the number one offense in the NFL last year and they couldn't beat the 49ers. So I think it's a situation where we have to get them to face the harsh truth that this team is better off by taking a more conservative offensive approach. We've been giving you an awful lot of good bets lately. Oh, yeah. You've been winning. Oh, if, yeah. If you're paying attention. Primetime, baby. Let's go. The primetime parlays, we are three for our last three. We have hit them. We have gotten some good numbers, like plus, at least plus 450 on those parlays. And last night, uh, plus 650 on the parlay that we had, which was the 49ers minus two. You had the over for Matthew Stafford rushing yards at two and a half. He hit six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you had over on Cooper Cup receptions at eight and a half, which he had in the early part of the third quarter. That was a rocking chair game. That was a chill out and enjoy the night game. Mm-hmm. And more money made. So with all of that in mind, we have our play of the night coming up a little bit later on. But right now. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Time for a little good bet, bad bet. 
We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Campbell Davidson Pratt. Uh, you Host got good one bet, of those bad bet. Right. I know. I, now I'm just going to call you Campbell as opposed to Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Because I said, is your name a couple of weeks ago Campbell or Cameron? And I was berated because Cam. No I mean, Campbell I do know. Campbell has ever gone by Cam. I, I do know. Uh, how, do we know how do we know that, though, Cam? How uh, do we know that? Carlin has disproven that because he knows people who've done that. I I've know two other Campbells who go it. by Cam. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. So yeah. from, for, from now until always, you'll be known as Campbell. Yeah. Well, there you In go. In perpetuity. Sounds and, good to uh, me. Cam uh, is hosting our latest edition of Good Bet, Bad Bet. So, Cam, let's go. I'm known as Campbell, and uh, Mike McCarthy is known as the coach of the year, according to Greeny. That's oh, plus 3,000. Carlin, is plus 3,000 a good bet or a bad bet for Mike McCarthy to win coach of the year? What? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, that that's a bad bet. That, that's a bad bet. I cannot throw bad money on that. I don't think he's going to end up being coach of the year. I think the Cowboys, if the Cowboys win 10 or 11 games, it would really be, I think, remarkable in a lot of ways because they will have gotten there because of winning these games while Dak Prescott's out. But I don't think the Cowboys are going to be in a good enough position where Mike McCarthy's going to end up winning the coach of the year. I think there are going to be too many other candidates. Yeah, they're not winning the coach of the year because I don't think they're going to win their division. I mean, I think you have to go back to um, our guy in Cleveland who won coach of the year. Stefanski. Stefanski without winning the division. Yeah. Because I think that belonged to the Pittsburgh Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, I mean, most of the time when you're talking about a coach of the year candidate, it's somebody that wins the division. And it just so happens that the, the lone undefeated team in the NFL is in their division in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Nick Sirianni will win it before Mike McCarthy does. Next. How about the Ravens? Two and two couple tough losses. We mentioned a stat, 14 seconds total that the Ravens have trailed in this season. And, they <laughs> and they're two, two and two. two. Absurd. They are plus <laughs> 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. Chris Canty, are your Baltimore Ravens a good bet or a bad bet to win the Super I Bowl? I want to say they're a good bet, Cam. I do want to say they're a good bet. That defense gives me a lot of pause, but I do think that defense will get healthier as the season goes on. You got some young players that you're relying on that will improve. And the redeeming quality about that defense is they take the football away. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best defenses when it comes to takeaways. That offense is explosive. Lamar Jackson, on any given Sunday, is the best quarterback in the National Football League. I, I just, I, I, I think plus fifteen hundred. I could put some coin on that. I could, I could get behind that one. So I'm going to say bet good bet. bet. I said good bet. I okay. led with good bet. Okay. I'm no, with no, you. don't jump, don't jump on me, Paul. Well, because I led with good bet. Oh, wait, it sounded like you I were trying to bet. talk yourself into a bad no, bet. No, I said good bet. Well, it's a, it is a good bet. Yeah. Fifteen to one on the Ravens right now. I'd sign for that. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I may do it as we're done. You know, with this segment. Yeah. I, look, fifteen to one on the Ravens. To me, as much as the Chiefs are the best in that conference right now, the Ravens are not far behind. No, I could absolutely see Lamar Jackson winning in Kansas City if it ever came down to it. Yeah. I could definitely see it. That's a good bet. Next. How about this? The first time that two teams with winning records are going to be playing in London. It's the Giants and the Packers. <laughs> Giants, an eight-point underdog against the Packers across the pond. Carlin, is that a good bet? Uh, it is not a good bet to take the eight points. No. Mm. I'm sorry. I can't do that. 
I got to take the Packers here. And I don't believe in the Packers at all. That number may feel a little heavy. I just want to throw these two words at you, and you'll understand where I'm coming from. Davis Webb. Your Honor, case is rested or whatever No, you listen, I'm not going to let Davis Webb throw the ball. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I Listen, I'll line up with Saquon Barkley and the Wildcat with Matt Breida before I let Davis Webb drop back and throw the ball. And here's the thing. I guess Davis Webb could be a lot worse than Bailey Zappi, but all I'm simply saying is the run defense for the Green Bay Packers is atrocious. And Saquon Barkley, correct me if I'm wrong, he leads the NFL in yards from scrimmage Mm -hmm. this season. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's a good bet to take the eight points. That's where I'm going. Next! All right. Potentially the last one here. Bears 2-2 and right now, but they're plus 1,000 to have the number one overall pick. Canty, good bet or bad bet? Bad bet. I don't think they're going to be that bad to have the number one overall pick. I, I just think that this organization is trying to protect Justin Fields, and they're going to limit the game plan. That means it's going to be a lot of ugly football. They're going to be a lot of close games because their defense will keep them in it. Roquan Smith is playing like a man possessed, by the way. I don't know if anybody's paying attention. There's nothing that motivates a player more than fresh cash, and he's playing for a contract, and his production is looking like that. But I I just think that the Bears will stumble into some wins this season, so much so that they won't be the worst team record-wise in the NFL. I thought they were going to be the worst team in the NFL at the beginning of the year. Uh, Plus 1,000, I don't think that's a great bet. I don't think that's a good bet right now. I don't have a lot of faith in that. The one thing I would say is, I mean, like, if you're um, Ryan Poles right now, and this team's two and two. You're like, damn it, we can't even tank right. You know, I mean, <laughs> they don't want to win games. They want to have the number one pick. I would normally do this, but at two and two, they've shown a propensity to actually not be horrible. Yes, and that's a problem. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that's a problem. Think about what you're saying. It's I know. a problem that they're not horrible, and that's why it's a bad bet. Even at ten to one, I got to say the Bears will actually end up not as awful as I thought. Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.